Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Nice job, Eddie Scuderi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Boomer Esiason, Craig Carton, on the fan. And, of course, worldwide on CBS Sports Network. Got a great show for you today. Glad to have you here. As the New York Knicks, oh boy, the New York Knicks decide to interrupt a, a lousy week of baseball. So thank you to the Knicks for getting our attention off the uh, New York Yankees who have now lost seven in a row. The New York Mets are not even competitive. Uh, for the New York Knicks, we'll take front and center for a lot of today because they are trying to trade Porzingis and they didn't tell Porzingis, but they told everybody else. And the Celtics are first in line to get him. We'll walk you through it. It's stupid. Good morning, Boomer. How are you today, buddy boy? You know, I'm doing great, Craig. And it's great to be back. And thanks uh, to Governor Christie for taking my seat for yet another day. You know, here's the thing. Uh, With the Yankees now losing, what, six in a row? Seven. Seven in a row. Half Uh, game out. The Mets season completely over. Getting just absolutely raked by the Dodgers again. Yep. Um, And they're going to have to go like, you know, they're going to have to win like 60 games or something just to get to... Uh, you know, like 91 or 92 wins, and <laughs> that's luck. not going to be good enough. So forget that. Um, you know, the, the Knicks now all of a sudden offer an interesting discussion point. Yeah. And here's the one thing that, that I already do not like about what I'm hearing. And it's coming from Kristaps Por- Porzingis' brother. Yeah. Oh, how the Knicks are treating their players. I mean, time out for a second. You know, since when did somebody uh, anoint Kristaps Porzingis and his brother – like, uh, you know, the end-all, be-all, that no, they are going to, they're going to be the ones that need to be treated a certain way. Go screw off. Here's the end of the, At the end of the day, this is all that matters. And I don't know whether or not Phil Jackson has it within him to make the decisions that are, uh, are, are possible to try to turn something around and get some semblance of a basketball team here that will be competitive and will give a damn. Um, and if it does include trading Porzingis, then you trade him. You know, I don't. Maybe maybe this kid is not what we thought he was going to be. Maybe maybe he's all caught up in the fashionista of, of being New York and looking the part and and being beloved because he's a seven footer who can do some pretty stupid things on the basketball court. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't care what his brother says. I don't care what he says. I don't care what Carmelo Anthony says. I don't care what anybody who has had a hand in fifty losses has to say about the way that they believe or perceive that they are being treated. I'm you sorry. Know, I, no, I'm sorry. Aspect of this, I agree with you 100. I'm just. It's amazing to me. Like you know, the the, the basketball players mm-hmm. are 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 so amazingly arrogant mm-hmm. in their in their commentary about who they are, what they're all about. It's just and and Porzingis' brother just follows like this is what he's learned from Carmelo Anthony the last two years is how to be a pain in the ass. You're the one who left the exit interviews. 
You're the one who decided not to stay and talk to your coaching staff or your general manager or the president of the team. And now in return, they haven't talked to him for two months, and that's the way it goes. But I'm with you, but there's not a single guy on this team that is untradeable, including Porzingis. Uh, There's two aspects of it that are troubling to me. It's that I have no faith or trust in the guy that's making the that, decisions. That, that's probably the, the most then, important aspect of and, all And I, I thought Porzingis had a disappointing second year based on what was a great rookie year, right? Yep. I mean, he's only playing 30 minutes a game because he doesn't have the ability to play beyond that. And he gave you 18 and 7. So he can do things that most guys can't. And he's over 7 feet tall. And, but how, and how good do we know he really is? We Because he hasn't been playing with... He, I think the right direction and or the, the right people on the court. Here's my problem with it. Beyond the fact that I just don't trust Phil Jackson to make the right move, is that you have something that I believe, like what you just said, under the right coaching staff and in the right system, meaning not Carmelo Anthony, Porzingis should be a dominant player in the league. Let's say, a guy who scores 25 a game. Let's say Porzingis goes to, I don't know, the Spurs or goes he's to the, the Warriors. He's 25 and 10 every night. Right, exactly. But every he's not going to be that here. And you know what? But you're Just giving ev- up on a guy after the second year, and here's the problem. I agree this is a very sexy draft. We all know that, right? So if you give up Porzingis. You, you and better pack, get something in return. And, and let's say the Celtics give you the third pick in the draft, which right now would be a bit of a crapshoot. Let's just say they did. Who are you taking? Right? So let's say we assume they take uh, the best guard left, depending on how the, the chips fall, with the Sixers going first and the Lakers, right? So now you've so got... you got to believe that Fultz and, and Ball are gone. Now, right. now you have the best of the rest. You have Fox, you have Monk, you have right. all these other great... But I've got a seven-foot, two-inch guy who can do things away from the basket that maybe only one other guy in the history of the game could do. Isn't it my job to develop that guy? You would like to think so. The problem is is that you see what's coming out of his camp now. You, there's things that behind the scenes we probably don't know. I'm not I'm not really advocating the trade. I'm only saying that, you know, they also could be doing this just to scare him. Maybe. And I agree everyone's tradable, but I don't trust the guy making the deal number well, 1. Let me ask you a question. If you had they to... love this kid out of Arizona, uh, Lori Merkin and Mark and yeah. you pronounce it. He's Porzingis light. I heard he was great on the power play. Like, why do I? Why do I want that guy? He's another seven footer. Porzingis is better than that guy. So if you want to make deals, then the first deal the Knicks should make is get rid of Carmelo Anthony. They got to figure Find out. Find out do a that. way to do it and do it. Now, if you want to tell me Porzingis is tradable, you better go out there and get a guy that immediately dominates. Well, it's whatever one of the, position it's he one plays. of the few assets Stupid. that they have. Right now, the question is if they if they can turn those assets into a third and the eighth overall pick. The question is, do you do something like that? And the other problem is is that you're not just trading Porzingis to just a random team. You're trading him if, in fact, this is true. To the Celtics, which yes. is in your division, which obviously won the conference last year. And by the way, if and Porzingis- are going to have potentially two first of the first two picks overall in next year's draft. Yeah. And if Porzingis became the player we've seen flashes of, he is the type of guy that makes the Celtics good enough to beat the Cavs. So I get the Celtics interested in him big time. Don't forget the Celtics trading down to number three, uh, and then Danny Ainge said it. The Sixers can get the guy they really want. We're going to get the guy we really want. Yeah, because he Plus also said, like, he said, look, if the, the guy that we're going to take at three is most likely the guy we would have taken at one. Correct. So that means they have somebody rated higher than both Ball and Fultz. I agree 100%. It's probably Fox. As, right. uh, that's my gut on it. But you know, with Isaiah Thomas there, who knows what they're going to do. It's just, 
I, you know, you, you get the rumor out there, and it's, again, Wojnarowski at the vertical is the best in the business at it. So you know it's real. That's the first thing, right? Right. Number two, there's it's a very strange where you have a second-year player who has not really accomplished a significant amount, although his numbers uh, will tell you that he can play in the league and play very well at 18-7 and seven last year, right? But at the end of the day, you have a young kid who's already been jaded by his NBA experience, which is threefold. One, it's on him. Number two, he's getting bad advice from veterans like Carmelo Anthony, in my opinion. And number three, you as an organization lack the skills to properly build. And here's the thing. You and know, that's my problem. And here's it. the other thing. Two of the top three teams at the top of the draft happen to be in your division. Right. The Sixers and the Celtics. Correct. Uh, yeah, it is... It, in the foreseeable future, I don't know if the Sixers are going to get it right. You know, who knows? Uh, they've been seem like they've been picking number one or number two overall over the last ten years. It seems like, but you got to believe that over the next five years, that these teams are younger. They're going to be more athletic. They're going to be better. They're going to have top end talent. And here, your Knicks sitting here yep. doing what? Right, doing what? Now, if, you, if someone told me that they have the third pick and the eighth pick, you'd sure to get two guys that are immediate starters in the NBA for you that make a difference. But, but I've got kids. a guy. They're, these guys are kids, I've so that means another year. Just another year, another 50, game, you know, another 50 games lost. I, the, but the point is, here's the problem with it. You know, I know it's not college, and in theory, when you get to the NBA, you got to be ready to play. But it is the franchise's responsibility when they draft a teenager – and bring a teenager into the mix, that they develop that kid into a great player based on where they picked that player, well, right? Well, Carmelo Anthony was the perfect example for uh, you know uh, for uh, Porzingis to learn how to become an NBA pain-in-the-ass yeah, basketball that's, player. that's where he's going. But don't, I agree. don't you remember when he first came here? Oh, I can't. Yeah. This is going to be great. I'm going to be working with Carmelo. I'm going to yeah. be learning everything from Carmelo. He's learning from Carmelo. I'll his, say brother, this. his brother comes out and said, Oh, the Knicks are treating the players so poorly. Shut up. I don't right. care. We're paying you a lot of money to Just play basketball. Keep your play mouth basketball. Shut. I don't, and I know the media loves this crap because the media eats it up and they write about it and it's sensational and it's drama ridden because that's what the NBA is all about drama right I mean it's just it's it's just it's part and parcel to what the problem with I believe ultimately is is with the Knicks and that's the culture of the Knicks the interior culture what what are they trying to be who are they uh, you know what? What is their on what, both sides? Player yeah, side and executive. Yeah, but I'm just saying, what is it? What, what I, are I they trying to be? Well, I don't think they know. And I think Phil Jackson is showing desperation and right now to prove that he's got the goods. And I am not saying that it's easy to create a culture because it's not. The Yankees have a culture, even though they've lost seven in a row. They have a culture because they're the Yankees. They have 28 championships or whatever it is. They wear the pinstripes. They play in Yankee Stadium, one of the most iconic brands in all of the world. Not forget about sure. just here. So they have a culture. The New York. Giants, I believe, have a culture. They have won Super Bowls. They have done it a certain way. Their ownership carries themselves a certain way. They expect a certain type of player to be on their team. Every now and again, there's going to be a screw-up somewhere along the line because that happens to be professional sports. But there is a culture there. You know, you know what I'm saying? I I actually believe I actually believe for the New York Rangers, there is a culture there. I think the Islanders are trying to build one. I think the Devils had one, lost it, and now are trying to rebuild it. Uh, the Mets, I, they don't have one. They, they, they've never had one, and they lost it completely after the 2002 season. Uh, and then when uh, they got all caught up in a whole Madoff thing, I don't think that that's even remotely a possibility for that team right. under the current 
lay of the landscape. But, you know, for the Knicks, the Knicks have been like a rudderless ship for it seems like an eternity when they finally let Patrick Ewing go. And they had the one little run there with uh, Latrell Sprewell. Yep. And they have done nothing since then. No, and it's uh, they're one of the, the franchises where it truly starts uh, at the very top and then weeds its way down. But this whole thing with Porzingis is comical on both sides. It's comical now, that on his side that he talks about being mistreated when he started acting like a douche at the end of the year and certainly after the year. It's comical on the Knicks side from a front office standpoint that if you're going to – listen, if you are going to entertain trading him, and I, I get it, entertain everything that's on the table. Everything. You, you, don't, you don't announce that. Yeah, you, you do. You, you know why you, know, you, but you don't. You, but you know why you announce That's it? That's a mistake. But you want to know why you announce it? You put this guy on blast and say, I don't know who you think you are. You left our – see, what player blows off the exit meetings? What second-year player blows off the exit meetings? Nobody. To me, that shows me that the kid is not all in. And I know that it's hard because he's just won through two seasons in which they lost 50 games each year. Right. It is, it's a hard thing. I get all that. But at the end of the day, you have a responsibility as a professional – athlete to follow through on what your team asks you to do, even if you don't like it. I agree. And by him blowing off those meetings, to me, that's about as selfish as it gets. I agree. But you have a seven foot two inch guy that can play the game in a manner most guys can't. Right. And it's your responsibility you know to like, develop like, that. Show some balls, get him out of here. But nah, I, you I gotta don't develop. Know, it's like listen, I don't necessarily know that, I don't necessarily know that I would trade him to the Celtics, but the only reason you would trade him to the Celtics is if you got that third pick back. I wouldn't I don't know that I would do it. I really don't. Like you from a football standpoint, you bring in a young quarterback, isn't it your job to develop the talent? Yeah, but you understand something that this develop kid the this kid. kid may be <laughs> they put him under the wing and under the guise of Carmelo Anthony right. and, and listen, the kid is ruined right now. Hey, let me ask you this I question. I agree. But he had 18 what, what and 7. The, but what do the Knicks really honestly need before they can do anything else? Well, I think they need a new front office. Well, well for, I'm talking about on the court. Let's just talk about the court. On the court, they have to get rid of Carmelo Anthony. But they do, but they also need a high-end point guard is yes, what they need. Well, they agreed. Now, I will say this. because You I can think, get I, one if you want to pick I, third. I think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I have uh, high hopes for this next player that I probably shouldn't have. But, I, you know, watching him in college, this kid was great. And the fact that he was the second overall pick of the draft for the Lakers and somehow the Nets traded for what I would believe is their point guard of the future because maybe D'Angelo Russell is going to grow into that player. I think it's a great trade by the Nets. I think it's a Nets. great trade by the Nets. Yeah. Now, look. If you, you missed tra- it real quick, they get D'Angelo Russell, Timothy Moskov. They finally get rid of the Brook Lopez contract and their 27th overall pick. I think it's a, an, from a Nets perspective, I think it's a great trade. So do I. So do I. Really I do. And I, and I think. Russell it, couldn't play out there anymore and he had some personality issues with some of the other guys. Uh, but he he can play. So I, it's too bad the Knicks couldn't make that trade, right? Well, what, what could, well, well, they can't with the eighth pick overall. That's too much, I think. Yeah, but D'Angelo Russell was the number two overall pick for the Lakers, as you said, a personality issues with one of his teammates, and there's some other crap off the court. Yep. But I think maybe he finds a home now at the Nets. He's 21 years old. He's got energy, and you know what? That. That that is smart. By it's a the great Nets, deal. They the also Nets. get rid of the the Brook Lopez contract. Uh, they get younger. Well, they get more you athletic. See Ma, you see Moskov's contract. Yeah, but it's a good, it's a really good deal uh, by the Nets. Who, by the way, will join us tomorrow at Grand Central uh, for our 30th anniversary show for the station. So be a good time to talk to those guys. We'll get all your calls coming up. We'll of course get into the baseball. As Boomer said, the Mets. Uh, I mean, what else are you going to say? The Yankees now seven in a row. 
and when is there is there any end in sight? We'll get to all that. We'll get your calls. We'll get your update from Jerry. Lots cooking Wednesday in the city. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 